Donald Cox, the author of Juneteenth 101. He is going to tell us about Juneteenth, all of the things that we really need to know, and all of the myths that need to be dispelled, all of the facts. And I'm really glad to have him on. We are launching 30 Days of Juneteenth right here on the Intentional Talk Radio Network. 30 Days of Juneteenth. So folks, if you've got anything that you'd like to share, any of the facts, we can put them here, talk about them here, bring the celebration here, bring the recognition here, right here on Intentional Talk Radio. This is where we bring you news and views that you can use. We talk to you, for you, with you, and about you. And it is all good. How are you, Mr. DJ Norman Donald Cox? Mute, you're on mute. You're on mute, 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 you're on mute. You're on, there you go. Oh, you're still on mute. You're still on mute. You're still on mute. There you go. All right, all right. I I heard your song. (laughs) (laughs) That was created by none other than Colette Williams and Corliss Bennett. All right. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Because everybody's on mute. They're talking and it's muted. (laughs) I expect to hear that song on the Grammys one day. Oh, yeah. It'll be on the Grammys for sure, for sure. So how are you this afternoon? I'm doing very well. And thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've got to. Can you speak up a little bit? Like speak a little louder because I want to. I can't hear you as good as I can. Yeah, he is coming in low. So. Yeah, you're real low. Okay. Is that is that any better? A little bit better, a little bit louder. I'm wondering if I can turn up my volume some kind of way. Yes. I, I just don't know how to do that. Uh-oh. So you're gonna oh, I'm just going to talk loud. There you go. I'm just going to go. talk loud. That's there what I'm going to do. Uh-oh. Okay, well, let's let's do some housekeeping and first things first. Uh, Corliss, how are you feeling? I'm slow. Um, so I had my second vaccination on Monday. So I've been doing, I've been doing a whole lot, uh, recently. I took a, a Sunday, I took a self-care day where I just meditated at the beach and, and just, just a care, care day for myself, which was, which was lovely. Went to sleep and then got up. Okay. Sorry. That's my Texas. Sorry. Can't my computer. <laughs> Um, and then Monday I went to city of hope and got my second vaccination. I was fine. And then all of a sudden I started having this weird back pain. So I hear that sometimes your muscles cramp. So my lower back, I was like, okay, why is my, I I was trying to think, did I pick up anything? And then I was like, ah, side effect. So I went to sleep, slept hard yesterday. Um, no pain, just really slow. I slept again. (laughs) Uh, my niece graduated from USC uh, Annenberg School of Communication. She's actually class of 2020, but she walked with, they had the thing in the Coliseum where they doubled the graduation. So those in 2020 who wanted to walk had a chance to walk. Oh, this time. great. We oh, in the Coliseum and we haven't been in the Coliseum since 1930 oh, or something crazy. Wow. So it was, it was a, I mean, I didn't get to go because you only get two guests. So her mother and her oldest, I mean, her sister, her only sister, uh, my oldest niece, had an opportunity to go. And so I, I stayed in bed all day so that I could make it to the dinner at Cheesecake Factory last night in Marina. I have to say this. I'm not sure what's going on with some of these restaurants, but you can tell they are throwing stuff together. Like, it's just not the same. Now, I'm one of those people that'll go to Cheesecake Factory and order pepperoni pizza. 
<laughs> I just do. Now, now you know the, the menu's like this thick, but pepperoni pizza, and then they changed it to the flatbed style, but I know when they had it round, something about the, the, the dough or the, the cru- dough, I guess I'll call it. It's it dough. is so good because, they, you know, they make cakes. Yeah, yeah. And then the, pe- the pepperonis are sharp, and they hit when you bite into them. It's like, yes, you feel Italy jumping off. You know what I'm saying? It's so Italian. Mm. Last night, I took a bite, and I was like, what is this? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I, I sent it back. I ordered some chicken, uh, some shrimp alfredo. I didn't even feel like eating that, so I took it to go. But it's just, I, I've been noticing how they've been kind of have no care. They're just throwing stuff together. And so eventually, I guess they'll get it right. But um, I was I was really disappointed, but I was really glad to see my both of my nieces. Last uh, Saturday, my um, oldest niece graduated with her master's mm. from Arizona State in um just like her auntie, uh, master's in education, and she specializes in early childhood um, education, curriculum, and instruction. So both of my babies did their BA at USC, like their auntie. I got my doctor from USC and then the sec- oldest one. So we'll see what Ariel, Ariel, I think is kind of cool with school. She's not that excited about trying to go back. So Wow, yeah. Well, it, it might take her a minute, but she'll eventually go she back. She probably will, yes. Oh, that's good. Um, Dr. Co- um, Donald Cox, I see you are a Sigma. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Right. Just wanted to throw that out there for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my, brat, my brother. Wow. wow. Appreciate so, you. So you, your side effects, your reaction has really subsided. I just feel tired. I just feel like yeah. I'm in a dream. And I'm not, yeah. I mean, my, my mouth, my voice is high energy. It just, that's not something I can't fix. But I'm just moving slow. I'm doing well, though. Um, I haven't had any of those symptoms that people are saying they get high fevers. But I have been sleeping. Oh, that's I, I don't even good. remember. As I'm getting in the bed, I don't. I think I was in like the air. I don't even remember yeah. the pillow. Yeah. That's how knocked out I was when I got in. I was just like, boom, out. Yeah. When I woke up, right. light's still on, TV's yeah. still on. And I'm like, oh, it's 8 yeah. o'clock in the morning. I got to get up and go. And I, so it's, I'm, I'm doing, I'm just moving moving slow and I'm just taking my time and well uh, it's a good thing it's a very good thing that you got the vaccine I just talked to Faith Fox who's a member of the ITRN family attorney Faith Fox who's at the who's the senior oh she was on our town hall right yeah she's yes and she's she's part of the ITRN family and she's been on several times she had COVID her entire family had COVID was that before after the town hall after oh just wow. recently, she's just getting over it just oh, now oh my goodness she's she said she has a she says i haven't talked to you in a while she says but let me tell you what's going on she had it really bad it was wow. really yeah she said she was out in fact her doctor told her to only work three days a week and only work a few hours okay why is day. she working if she has covid no she's over it now oh I'm so like, she was trying to go okay. back she was okay. trying to go back to work Oh, the doctor doesn't want her to go back to work on the schedule that she was on previously. Before right. you got to take it easy. Yeah, so she's she's got to take it easy. She's got to only work a few hours a day, only three days a week. And she said she had it really bad. Her sons were asymptomatic. They didn't do badly at all. But her sons got it. The son's girlfriend got it. The <laughs> aunt that came to that went to the funeral because her father died and all of this and. Oh, she says it's really been really, no really something. Yeah, it's no joke. It is no joke. So 
she's not going to get the vaccine. She's developed the antibodies. So she's not going to get the vaccine, but it's going to take her a minute to get back to herself. It's really going to take her a minute to get back to herself. Well, you know, I was, you know, reluctant. I just, I just, I just didn't appreciate how quick they did it. But as I've gone to different workshops and different doctors and medical, this, that, and the other, um, and my own oncologist was like, um, I'm going to need you to do that. So I don't know if I didn't have symptoms because I'm, I'm actually two years and two months old today from my bone marrow transplant. Today's the 19th. So I had it on March 19th, 20, 2019. So I don't know if it's because I have a young immune system that I didn't have those other side effects, but I am moving slow, but I, I'm yeah. not, I don't have, some people have had fevers and we're in yeah. three, four yeah. days. I, I am tired. I will say that I can feel it like now I, I can look in my face and see my little bags. You know, I, I do feel yeah. tired, but I'm not hurting. I'm not in pain. Yeah. Um, like I said, that fe- weird kind of back kind of a, like, I don't know. Um, that's the second shot or something. Yeah, like, you're, you're, yeah. Muscle spasms. Yeah. Mu- thank you. Muscle spasms. Yeah. Mu- muscle yeah. spasms. So yeah, other than that, and they're not hurting. It's just like, Oh, okay. Really? You know, it kind of hits wow. you like, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, I, well, I encourage people to do what they feel is right. But I will say this, if you have taken the first shot, please take the next the sec- shot. Yeah. The second. Don't make, you've done it once at this point. So you need to just finish yeah. it out. Because yeah. it doesn't make sense for you to walk around half, you know, half not, vaccinated. Shot yeah. is not going to do it. You have to have that second shot. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I, I don't know. I'm just, I just don't get it. Like why people would just not do that. Trifling. Um, Trifling. That's right. all. Trifling. <laughs> I want to send but, a shout out to one of my, my, my listeners who listens to both show, Miss Sabrina Younger. She's up in Sacramento. <clears throat> She's married to Michael Younger, who graduated from USC one of my uh, alums. And so shout out to her. Um, she's faithful. She's been faithful all 2020. Very good. Oh, both shows. So very. Oh, wonderful. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you. Whoop, whoop. I see. Yes, you absolutely. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Donald Cox, have you taken the vaccine? Yes, I have. Both of them. Yes, ma'am. Very good. So how did you do? You know, uh, at first, I wasn't certain that they put anything in my arm. I, I just happened to look out the window. Something happened in one of the other lines. And I looked out the window. And while I was looking, the lady said, thank you. And I looked back. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? You, you didn't even know. You don't really feel it. You turned your head. Yes. I, I didn't oh I didn't God. feel a needle. I didn't feel anything. You know, and and so then when I took back the second, when I went the second time, I made sure I was watching it. I yes. made sure that she put something in there. Yeah. Well, did you have a reaction? No. Oh, very no. good. That's encouraging. That's encouraging. It was, it was you know, it, it was, uh, I, if I had not, if someone, if I, if I was not aware of the fact that I took it, I would not have known. Wow. Because, because that was absolutely no I didn't feel any soreness, nothing. That's it encouraging. Was, yeah. Okay. There's some people that have had reaction. There are people that have not. My brother which one didn't did have you do, re- Donald? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Which one did you do? Um, Pfizer. Okay, Pfizer. me too. Okay. Me too. I'm going to do Pfizer. I heard that Moderna is doing a lot more side effects. So every yes. time somebody yes. asks me, they're like, oh, that's why. And I was like, okay. The Moderna, yeah. Moderna has more, more reaction than the Pfizer. So- I'll I'll do the Pfizer. My brother asked me if I was going to do it. I said I'm 
I was on the fence, but I'm climbing down off the fence. Come on down. I mean, yeah, come on down and do it. So I, I, my dad did it. He didn't have a reaction. He's in real good shape. Real good shape. Looks real good for somebody 91, 92 years old. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So he, he did it. I guess I got to, I guess I got to call in the troops and I'll do it. Anyway. I mean, at this point, I mean. Yeah. I why know. not? Why not? Why not? Anyway, we could talk was, about trust that. Trust me, I was definitely scared. I was just like, yeah, but like you, the, the, the needle is not the part that hurts. My thing is when they do the medicine, once they stick you. So yesterday, Monday, today's Wednesday. They had to push in the medicine. Yeah, when they do the medicine, I was like, oh, it kind of tingled. But like you, I didn't feel the needle, but I had it on, but I filmed it. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait, I have to tell you this, and then we definitely got to get. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You filmed it. So, uh, yeah, Kenny, I'm not playing with them, okay? So the first time when I took it, which was April 19th, May, April 19th, I did the shot and then I and I said, okay, you guys, you know, I did it. I said, hey, you guys, I just did it. I'm okay. And I said, what's your name, honey? I said, and I said, turn and said, Amber, say hi. And she said, hi. I said, now, if something go down, y'all <laughs> at the vaccination center. And she was like, my name is Ashley. My name is Ashley. I'm like, so I put that on Facebook. Everybody was rolling. They were like, what are you stupid? I said, so this time when I took it, um, the guy actually was like, oh, I'll get it. I'll take pictures. So he snapped two pictures and then he moved to video. So then I did that on Monday and I was like, oh, my, I was, you know, so you can see me talking. Hey, hey, ooh. Okay, that kind of teamed a little bit. So I'm actually on video. And then I tell them, I said, and this is Scott. Scott, hi, say hi, Scott. I said, yeah. <laughs> it didn't go down. Scott, <laughs> home, vaccination center, come get you. Okay. Oh, and that's why I wasn't going to the fire department. I wasn't oh, going to talk no. about Walmart, exactly. CVS, Walgreens. I'm going to see City of Hope where Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I know who shot me. So you know, Andrew was first, Scott was second. I'm not playing with y'all. So I'm okay. posting right now, Kenny. If you want to go to my page, and then I'm going to do a new one saying, "All right, y'all, I'm okay." Yeah, <laughs> that's Took good though. All. I was going to say, I was going to say, send me the video. I'll put it up on our page. Right, <laughs> that's a hey, good you Because yeah. hey, she was like, Doctor Corliss and her COVID. In- oh yeah. So anyway, okay, Donald, so we we bringing it back to you. We kind of do like a ten minute, yeah, brief, you know, because it's a week after or whatever. So talk to us, Donna. What what do you do? Tell us about what you do, please. Uh, absolutely, Mister Mister Juneteenth one hundred and one. Oh, okay, okay, Mister June, the real Juneteenth one hundred and one. Tell us about your book. Tell us what you do. Tell us. We've got the questions right here, but we want you to hit it and hit it hard. This is Juneteenth. We are launching Juneteenth, and you are the master behind it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will wear that hat only while I'm on the show, but as soon as I'm off. <laughs> okay. So, um, Dr. Bennett, I'm, I'm going to answer your question. What do I do? Um, I am retired. I do whatever I very well please. That's right. I want to I be like that. I want to be like you when I grow up. Yes. <laughs> I am a... Um, Former, I was part of the supervisory staff of the Federal Emergency Management Agency um, for a long time, and now I'm at home. And so I do a lot of things. You know, um, I I don't really consider myself a writer, but I have published 
at this point about 14, 15, 16, I don't even remember books. Um, but they have there's nothing they have nothing in common. One was a coloring book uh, featuring uh, black Texans. Um, the other one was Juneteenth. Uh, one was a, a book about uh, it was a, a children's book for adults um, talking about hate. So mm. it, it, the format looks like you know it's titled "The Life and Times of Princess Zeus." You know, and and it's it's uh, it it looks like a children's book, but it's for grown folk. <laughs> and so, I do a lot of that, and um, music. You know, I, that that's my my bachelor's degree was in in um, instrumental music. I'm supposed to be a band director, um, and so now I do uh, arrangements um, of various things you know I, I i do it for i wrote all of those books for me if somebody else likes it fine but it was for me the the music work is for me if somebody else likes it good if they right. don't it wasn't for them anyway okay <laughs> so you know okay. so I, I don't i am the world's worst marketer and businessman oh, no. <laughs> so, so there you have it yeah, at this point, I'm I'm just cruising. Wow. Well, very good. I want to ask you a couple of questions, uh, Mr. Cox. Okay. And your book, Juneteenth 101, what sets you and your book, the information that you have contained in the book, what sets you apart from those who claim to be the experts or have all of the knowledge of Juneteenth? What sets you apart from them? As you are aware, we had a show yesterday that was a very lively show with a number of people on who are from the National Juneteenth Observance Organization. So what sets you apart from that organization in terms of the the information that is contained in your book and the way you present the information about Juneteenth? Well, first of all, the, the book that I have was written by accident. I just happened to be holding a conversation. There are no accidents. There are no accidents. Okay, okay. God don't God don't make no accidents. I, I will accept that. You know? Okay, okay. I, I just happened to be holding a conversation with some college students at my alma mater, and we were joking about things that didn't make sense. And so the question came up, how did the news of um, the... Uh, of Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. How did it get from Louisiana to New Mexico without going through Texas? And so we all laughed about it. And then there was a moment of pause and said, wait, that, that makes sense. You know, how did that, that happen? And so that set off some research. In turn, I uh, assembled so much material that I literally, I had a, a presentation and um, of the material. I was afraid that I was not going to remember everything because, you know, I'm retired and that's what retirees do. Forget, yeah, they so. forget. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I put all of that information together and I realized I had a book, you know? Mm. And so that's how the book came about. The original book, which was published in 2018, 
was only about a a little bit more than a hundred pages, less than a hundred and fifteen pages. Okay. But but I kept acquiring information. So now the third edition is up to a hundred and twelve. I think 112, 120, something like that, uh, pages, because I kept getting additional information. So to Mm -hmm. answer your question, one of the things that I noticed, uh, the difference between my book and a lot of other publications and news articles and whatever, is that that a lot of the other publications use um, hearsay, you know what the what the um, the story of Juneteenth is. They use that as the basis, and they use a little bit of the material that has been available all along um, to support it, and then they fill in the gaps with what oh. makes sense. Okay. Um, um, and so I I did not do that. I don't consider myself, although one university did give me a title saying I was a historian a, a public historian you know okay okay um, a public historian and so and, and the difference is public histor- historians do the research public historians tell the story mm. you know for for you know non-historians right right and so what i did was that i didn't want to uh put my opinion in on anything i needed to question where did these facts come from? What is mm-hmm. the root of it? Mm-hmm. There are no encyclopedias or anything like that. There, there are no sources of information that has everything packaged together. Right. You have you have to search newspapers nationwide yes. to, get, to get the whole story of what happened in right. Texas. Right. You know, in order to do that. You know, and so Well, one of the things that we talk about frequently on Change Matters is the fact that information such as this, Juneteenth, and and other historical facts about the Emancipation Proclamation or about the Day of Return, which nobody knows about, or about Black facts, you have to search far and wide, high and low. And if you don't have someone who is either a family member or a close friend or someone who you can rely on to disseminate or to divulge information or to have those conversations, you'll never find it. And one of the things that has happened is that information has been compartmentalized. You can only find a bit here and a bit there. So at, 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 I don't care what level of education a person is that information has to come from somewhere. And they usually, as I said, have to seek high and low. So the information is not readily available. It's not available in elementary school, middle school, nor is it available in high school, nor is it available in college, in the black studies departments, in colleges. Corliss was the dean of black students. I wish I was. Oh, you weren't? <laughs> I was the director. Um, I worked at USC for 20 years. Uh, for the latter 17, I was the director of our Black Cultural Center, the actual name right. for Black Cultural and Student Affairs. And I was going to say, 
did you did you even step back and do some word of mouth? Did you go from the grandmama to the such and such and find? Did you how did you how did you pull all that information? Because neither none of us were there. So I, how, how did you- I, I didn't do any of that. I didn't talk to anybody. I really? went back. I went back to the original sources. Now, now let me. Let yeah, me, that's what you have to do. You have to yeah. go back to the original sources because you can't find the information anywhere. Right. So, so let let me let me um, back up a little bit on that. One of the reasons why misinformation was uh, has has been so prolific is because the newspapers and and all of the recordings have not been available until the advent of the internet. And then people, you know, I mean, not individuals, but um, institutions that have newspapers and whatever, they have uploaded that material. And so now you can get access to newspapers from the 1800s. Oh, wow. You know, from, uh, I, I used four sources. The... Uh, uh, newspapers.com, the uh, uh, project called the Portal to Texas History, which is run by, it is financed by the state and is run by one of the, uh, the state universities. Um, the Library of Congress mm-hmm. and the fourth one was not very good, so I don't remember what the name of it was. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get very much from it, but they were they all had collections and there was very little duplication. So you can't just use one source. You have to go through all of them to yes. figure out what's going on you know, right. and, and to see the originals. So with that in mind, I didn't ask, some, ask anyone about what they heard happen in, on Juneteenth. I went to the newspaper that was published on June 19th and June 20th. And June twenty first, you know, to see okay, mm-hmm. what, what what's happening, and and I had to understand how they did that because they don't, they their publications were different, the the way they publish stories is different than from the way we do it now. Um, if a story something was included in a New York newspaper, then um, copies of that newspaper would be sent around on ships to Galveston and other places along the south. Galveston would get their copy and put copies of newspapers from around the country in what was called a reading room. And so people would read about what was happening in other parts of the states. They didn't have correspondence, you know, all over the the globe. Right. Um, They just read the newspapers. And sometimes they would lift articles from other newspapers and reprint them, you know, in... um, uh, in, in the various papers, which right. is how I found out one one thing that was very intriguing that I'm working on. Um, there's a story in Austin's newspaper that talks about uh, the slaves in Galveston, the freedmen in Galveston were forced back into slavery by the military mm. on Juneteenth. Oh. Uh, yes. And the the uh, apparently they were celebrating a little bit too much. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so man. the military rounded them up and interrogated them one at a time. And if See, you just said, like today, how they shut the party down because we too loud, they shut it down because they was having a party. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. So wow. If anyone who who confessed to who their 
um, their owner, their previous owners were, they were forced to go back and 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 work. Wow. Ones, ones who would not tell were taken at gunpoint to the ships. And Galveston is an island, you know, and they were taken to the ships and they had to work there. And the issue was they were to work, they were supposed to get paid. That was part of the agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, they were supposed to, but they didn't know how to write and do contracts. So they were supposed to stay, you know, at their various locations, wherever they were taken to and work until the Freedmen's Bureau showed up to write the contracts for them. Well, the Freedmen's Bureau didn't show up for two months. And as I have mentioned um, to others, those people were not sitting around on somebody's porch drinking mint juleps waiting on the... Yeah, waiting for... Yeah. Yeah. They were Absolutely. working. They, they were, were working. working and they like were not slaves. paid. And that yes. is slavery. That's you know, slavery. And yeah. now you sent us a newspaper clipping from oh, yeah, 18... Okay. Yes, from 18-something. And I wish I could share it. And I hope Kenny Hendricks will put this on the website. For you to have sent that newspaper clipping, how did you get that clipping? Um, you're speaking of the one that was from Houston. I, I sent you two. That, well, well, the one well, that was talking about Galveston. Um, I want to say that that would have that would have been uh, the one from. Um, I've forgotten what the little town is called. Um, yeah, it, it was. It is a little town now. You know, imagine how little it was back then. And so, oh, here it is. Here it is. Yeah, this is it. Yes. Yes. Right. Now, the, the purpose, you know, I, I, I'm going to try to save this. One, but, but let, just, let me tell you about this. The wording in this thing here, um, for people who are familiar with general order number three, if you took out that first paragraph, and just read the second one, you would think that that came from general order number three because it the wording is almost identical. The importance of it is that this was published in a in a Texas newspaper on June 17th. June yes, 10th yes. Was, Juneteenth occurred on June 19th, and it and and uh, uh, it's all centered around uh, the documents the general order number three. Uh, but this has exa- almost the exact same wording as general order number three. You know? wow. So to answer your question, where did I get it from? It, it is those sources that I mentioned. You know, you, you just have to dig from, through the newspapers um, and find stuff. Right. Um, and and this is from Clarksville, Texas. Clarksville, Texas is a little bitty town now. It was a, yes. it was a tiny town then. But Clarksville's newspaper was on it. Let me tell you something else that Clarksville had. On the begin on the early, the, the first thing that's in my book is the first announcement that I could find, the earliest announcement that I could find about the um, Emancipation Proclamation published in a Texas newspaper. It was in Clarksville's newspaper. And it was published 10 days before uh, Lincoln issued mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Emancipation. The, the, yes. The wow. issue, you have to use the right 
words. They didn't call it the Emancipation Proclamation. They called it universal emancipation. Emancipation, yeah. Yes. Well, and, and one of the things I wanted to read that, if Kenny could put that back up, but it's interesting how the things were worded in this article. Yeah. And, and it says heretofore, in one part, it says the government will not pay for idle, yeah. idleness. Yeah, the yeah. Government, government will not pay for idleness. Each person has to earn their own bread. Right. Okay. Yes. And that was, that was the impetus for the, uh, the thing that I mentioned earlier, where they rounded them all up and made them go. Yes. Yes, well, because they were out partying, and they should have been in somebody's mind. They should have been working, you know? right? And, and, and here, so, right here it is. But persons heretofore held as slaves must learn that they must earn their bread by the sweat of their brow. They will not be supported in idleness by the government. Government, right. nor will they be allowed to congregate about the military posts. Right. That's wow. A, that's, a, 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 that's a very close version of what's in um, General Order Number 3. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, I was trying to see if I could find it so you could make the comparison. So let me ask you a question. It says here, the first paragraph, it says that all men, white or black, are free. Slavery no longer exists. It says all men, white or black, are free. And all attempts to restrict or subvert the proclamation of emancipation will be considered a violation of the laws of the United States. All men, white or black, where were the white slaves? There were white slaves somewhere? Where? (laughs) It says all men, white or black, are free. What white slaves? Yeah, Where were the yeah. white slaves? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I can't address that. I, mean, I don't know. What uh, they, somebody needs to say something. They're talking uh, about indentured servants. There were uh, like Irishmen and things like that. They were held in indentured servitude, which was different than slavery. Because yes, you, it was. You could yes, buy, you we're could, not talking about that. Yeah, you could buy your way out of that, and it wasn't generational and things like that, and they didn't take your kids from you in the whole bit. But they did have right. some white, quote-unquote, slaves. It was different than the shadow slavery that we were in, but... That may be talking about that. And we need to get an explanation for that. We need to find out what they're really talking about. Because I have a, a um, when I hear about the, the concentration camps that Jews were put into, the Holocaust, when I hear and see all of the, the atrocities that were lodged against the Jews, I have a very strong sense of compassion for Jewish people. Same thing for Japanese people. I have a very strong compassion for people who have been uh, uh, for decades, for years and years and years, been uh, uh, just all kinds of atrocities lodged against them. I can't, I'm, in my head, I'm going, what was worse? What was worse, slavery or the fact that Jewish people were burned just like black people were burned? I don't know if the Japanese living in concentration camps, they were living and they were alive. 
but the atrocities that were lodged against black people and Jewish people, it's, it, it's just, it's hard to comprehend. It's unconscionable. It just doesn't make any sense. So when we look at what happened here in Galveston, the Emancipation Proclamation, and all of the things that have led up to 2021, because don't think for one second that slavery is, is over. There is New Day slavery. There is New Day slavery. What, what will open the, the eyes of so many people? What will make them open their eyes and, and understand that it's time to wake up? What can we do? What has to happen for them to wake up? See, that's a that's an, that's a, a question that uh, requests my opinion. I can. That's okay. That. That's why you're here. You know? To to your opinion works. It works here. Your opinion <laughs> works. So tell us what your opinion is. I, I, first of all, I I think that information is education is power, and um, knowledge is power, as, as people say. And um, if people are informed on whatever they're doing, if they know all the facts, the whys, wheres, and all of that, they can make better decisions. And at this point, we make bad decisions because we're not informed. We don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. And unfortunately, we don't really put out the effort necessary to find out what's going on you know, at why or whatever, um, that, uh, you know, circular thing, I, I think, uh, well, let me, let me, let me say this. There are, there are two Juneteenth celebrations. You know, there's the one in Texas, there's the one outside of Texas, mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. The, the one outside of Texas, is growing exponentially. You know, it's it's just just amazing the growth that has occurred. You know, in in the past, however many recent years, um, and continues to grow. But one of the things that's driving it is misinformation. You know, they think they are celebrating the day that slavery ended in the United States, and that's not true. You know, slavery didn't end on Juneteenth. Um, that were uh, I sent you a map, if, if you have it, um, uh, there were 15 states at the time of the Civil War that yes. were slaveholding, they were slaveholding states. Only 10 of them were covered by the Emancipation Proclamation. The other five were not. So to say, you know, uh, the, the black states are the ones and that little piece of, of Louisiana down there, that that was ex- exempted from the uh, Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, so everybody's. I mean, of these gray states, um, the Texas was the last of the uh, states in rebellion uh, that uh, began to enforce emancipation. So, you know, the question is: Well, why did we celebrate? That, you know, why is why is that such a big deal uh, to celebrate that Texas was the last of the ten when there were others who where you know slavery was allowed to continue? Mm-hmm. Um, one one for example, uh, Delaware. Um, 
recognizes and celebrates Juneteenth. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they do as a Texan. I'm glad everybody celebrates Grant. But no, just celebrating. You know, it was not the end of, of slavery. We celebrate the fact that that's when June 19th is when um, the Emancipation Proclamation mm-hmm. in, the enforcement began, you know, on that day. But that's all that happened. It it began on that day. It didn't happen statewide. I mean, Houston, which is, you know, not that far from Galveston, um, they weren't emancipated until the next day, the 20th. Austin was on the 23rd. And there's a little path around the, the state that the uh, the military had to go into all the communities and free them. Not because they did not know Texas was very aware of the of the Emancipation Proclamation. They just didn't care. Mm. Now mm. that information is does not seem to that for whatever reason that hasn't gone you know outside of the state line. So everybody's thinking, you know, Texas was the last state. Nah, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um Slavery ended in the United States. Man, it ended six months after when the 13th Amendment was was, uh, enacted. And so the other states, the remaining states, had to give up theirs then. You know, but if that 13th Amendment hadn't come into play, then no telling when those other states would have given up slavery. Because they were not required to. You know, and so I'm glad that everybody celebrates Juneteenth. I just think that they need to know what they're celebrating. They need to know the facts. Yeah. They need to know the facts. Right. The facts, the facts are not as clean and crisp as, you know, they say. You mentioned something, one of you mentioned something earlier about um, acquiring information. Um, Not only the information is out there, but you have to have an open mind. And don't accept the, the first thing that you see. Mm-hmm. That uh, what is it? The um, the National Archives, you know, has a on their website is a picture of what they call the original General Order Number Three. And people ran with it. You know, say, well, the National Archives is saying it. It must be true. Like, they do have that in there. Uh, in their uh, material, you know, the, the their supplies. I mean, um, in the storage units somewhere, as I understand it. I asked for some information about it. They told me that it had been moved to a secure location. And I'm thinking, whoa, I wonder what's going on with that. But the when I looked at it, my first thing was, my first thought was, this can't possibly be true. This, mm-hmm. this has to be one of the original copies, but it cannot possibly be the original version because the original version would have, because if it's real, then that means that uh, the, the man who was credited with it, Gordon Granger, he didn't do it because he didn't sign it. You know, the one that, that's in the in that book is signed by somebody else, you know? Okay. Furthermore, half of it is on one page and the other half is on another page and it's in a log. So that meant that somebody transcribed that. Mm -hmm. That's not the original. That's just an example of saying, okay, we just see something and we take it as fact and 
and run with it. And, right. No, no, you know, so that's. No. Okay. Okay. So now I've got another question for you. It says that you disagree with the word Juneteenth. Why and what do you propose is one, the correct origin. That's the first part of it. The second part of it, how did Juneteenth, how was it created? And why was the Emancipation Proclamation, the day that it was signed, even though the slaves didn't know that it was signed and didn't know they were free, and there were so many things that took on, that took place rather, what happened that would spawn Juneteenth? Because if you think about Juneteenth, I would think June 10th. But Juneteenth is June 19th. So it was signed June 19th, 1865. So, So what do you propose is the right origin? What should it be called? Uh, and what perpetuates all of the inaccuracies and and what perpetuates the legends and the myths that are being told and why do you think this continues after so many years okay i'm going to try to unpack a lot of that you crammed a lot into that question yeah well we we're we're running out of time and we have the the a clock doc on the other on the other on the other side of us okay so so let let, let me tell you the first thing i'm not against the the name what the the origin of the, the people will say, uh, no, it is correct that, that Juneteenth is a portmanteau of uh, two words, June and 19th. Mm-hmm. Where they get it wrong is they'll say that was slave, slave vernacular. It was not slave vernacular. That word didn't come into being until about a good 20 years after uh, the uh, celebration had begun. Mm-hmm. The, the the common sense version of that is that June 19th would not have had its own, there was no reason for it to have a nickname, you know, because um, nothing had happened prior to, to 1865, nothing had happened on that day to warrant having a nickname compared to the other uh, dates. So if you have June, if Juneteenth was, was June 19th, what did you call June 18th? June 17th, you know, 16th, and then July 13th, December 10th, I mean, uh, 13th. You'd have to have, there are 72 of those days. You'd have to have a nickname for all of them. You know, that that was not the case. That word became a reality because they did the same thing that we do now. You know, we, we condense words. Neighborhood is now hood, you know, Information is info. You know, we we, we do all that stuff. They did oh, that thing. Okay. You know? Okay. So okay. I, I'm not against the word. I'm just saying know the origin and stop saying that that's the, you know, the slaves didn't know how to how to talk, and so that's their word. That's what they said. No, that that wasn't it. That's that word came up down the line. Uh, so the, should Texas have a different Juneteenth than the national Juneteenth? Well, let me let me let me say this: the National Juneteenth has a legitimate reason to exist. It is a symbolic day uh, that represents all um, emancipation. To understand that, you have to have to look at Independence Day mm-hmm. versus Memorial Day. 
On Independence Day, a specific thing happened only on that day. On Memorial Day, that we're celebrating the deaths of mili- military, military members, members mm-hmm. regardless of when they died. It doesn't matter. That right. day is, it honors that. So Juneteenth nationally celebrates emancipation in the various states, regardless of when it happened. It doesn't matter when it happened. That's more what it, that's a legitimate purpose. But to say we are celebrating, you know, the end of slavery in Texas, well, only Galveston was free, you know, and so you only, the whole nation is celebrating um, emancipation in Galveston, and that only lasted for a few hours, you know, so I mean, it's, So should we, should as Black people, as descendants of slaves, should we celebrate the 4th of July or should we celebrate Juneteenth? I think Juneteenth should be, Juneteenth is my holiday. That's just all it is to it, you know? Okay. Um, I I don't have a problem celebrating. Because of the way that we celebrate, and when I say we, I'm talking about as a nation now, mm-hmm. the way we celebrate things, we we don't necessarily celebrate what the real deal is. We're just out there having a good time. Christmas, in many households, has absolutely nothing to do with the birth of Christ. You know, but that don't stop them from that don't stop folks from celebrating. That's yeah. right. So if we're gonna have a party on, yeah, get some barbecue out there. I'm, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, you know, but that doesn't. Another reason, another reason to pull off the pit. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that, you know. But um, I, I'm not gonna say no. We should sit at home and be mad and say no. We we're not gonna no. get out there and enjoy it. But you don't necessarily have to be uh, whooping it up, you know, for the same reasons. It doesn't matter. You know, a lot of people are getting off work now because of Juneteenth and they don't have a clue of what Juneteenth is about. They're not staying at work saying, okay. It's a day off. It's a day off. You know, if that works for them, it works for us. Yeah. Yeah. So so let me ask you another question. And I know Corliss has something that she wants to say, but I want to ask you one more question. It has always baffled me that the... Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1865, which, according to documents, freed the slaves. And you do talk about the claim that Texas slaves were freed two and a half years after the proclamation was issued. Okay, what happened in Texas? But even after that, the inhumane experiences and the inhumane ways that people were treated. What happened between 1865 and 1965? What happened? Let let, let me go back to your first question first and then hold the second one because I'll address that too. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, According to Texas law, Texas Supreme Court, the uh, slavery in Texas ended on April 9th, not of 1865, 10 weeks before Juneteenth. Mm. Um, The uh, Emancipation Proclamation was a war tool for the government. Yes. It did not emancipate anybody. Yes. 
And so the freed the slaves so they could go to yeah, war. That, that whole two and a half year thing, that's very misleading. Yeah, he signed it way back then, but it didn't really mean anything. The the fact is they'll say, well, slaves didn't no, the word didn't get to Texas. That's not true. We've already I've already showed you that. And one of the newspapers I sent you was um from 1862, and it had the entire Emancipation Proclamation on the front page of a Houston newspaper. Mm-hmm. You know, I found 125 other newspapers that talked, Texas newspapers that talked about it. It was, it was a big discussion. I stopped counting at 125 because if you don't believe 125, you're not going to believe 126. <laughs> right. Figure the heck with it. You yeah. Know? Is 126 going to be the magic number? Yeah, you know, so so the word was in Texas, slaveholders knew about it. The slaves may not have known about it, but what they knew was irrelevant. They could not emancipate themselves. That's called running away. And Mm -hmm. if you run away, you're still a slave. Yeah. Okay. A runaway slave, as they call it. A runaway slave. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in worse Mm -hmm. trouble now, you know? Right, right. That's not emancipation. Only the person, only the government or the the uh, um, the owner could emancipate. The owners knew about it. The word was in Texas because the in news of the Emancipation Proclamation was not sent by horseback. It went by telegraph, and telegraph machines are like um, party lines. Right. Everybody remember the party line. Everybody uh, yep. mm-hmm. who had a you know a telephone that was on the party line, they all got the conversation. The you know Texas had had telegraphs, you know, and so when that information went out, everybody got it. That's how Clarksville ended up publishing that thing saying the the article saying that he was about to issue this um, uh, universal emancipation. That's how they they got the jump. And if little bitty Clarksville had it, everybody else had it also. They just didn't put it in there, you know. Okay. So the question is not, did Texans know about it? Yes, the, the Texans who needed to know did know. You know the, the, the news was there. On June 19th, they came in and said, here's the interesting part. They didn't come here to emancipate the slaves. They said, by the way, you need to let the slaves go. They came here because this state was completely in chaos. You know, the, the people broke into the state treasury. The governor got up and ran away to Mexico. You know, folk they, they took law into their own hands. It was in chaos. The the government had, the military came in to settle down the state. And in the process of doing so, they said, oh, and by the way, let the slaves go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. we came here to do X, Y, and Z, you know. And so right. that that uh, Gordon Granger um, had a lot on his plate, you know, the day that that uh, he made that uh, that thing was was uh, that number three was issued. He mm-hmm. had a lot on his plate to do, and and that was not that was the one that that got the most traction and is the most historically significant. But when you look at his agenda. He didn't have time to be making around, you know, the, the the states. The person who signed it was the one who issued it. You know, it it the 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 original 
uh, order was given to him by General Sherman. He took it and he modified it and then he passed it on to his subordinate. And his subordinate wrote in the thing, it says, uh, uh, he, he says it was by order of uh, General Granger, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then he, they did whatever they did, you know, and right. went on about the business. Right. And then yeah. it went out by, by again, by telegraph uh, to the rest of the state. Um, and they dated the 19th because that's when the telegraphs were issued. But they didn't know, no, there is no evidence that any recipients, which were newspapers, none of them put out special issues. So if you were a weekly newspaper and you got that thing on the 19th, you just waited until your next issue and you put it in the paper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, everybody didn't find out at the same time. That's, that's well, a myth. There's so much that needs to be talked about. There's so many myths that need to be diffused. And there's so many inaccuracies that we need to talk about and try to correct going forward. One of the big things right now is what happened in 1921 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's so many people that don't know about that. You say the massacre, they know that word, but they don't really know what happened in Tulsa. So my question again was what happened between the time the slaves were freed, whether it was 65, 66, 67, 68, it doesn't matter. Something else happened between that time and the 1900s where black folks were just beaten and killed and 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 had all kinds of atrocities committed to them that we lost our way. So after 1921, when Black Wall Street was burned down, that was 40 blocks that were burned. 300 people lost their lives. They were not able to build back. That's a conversation for a different day. And I hope that you will come back. We cannot let this go right here. We have got to talk about Juneteenth, its origin, what it means to Black people today, why we're in the condition that we are today. Because it began back then in 1865. And here it is, 2021. We're no different. It's just New Day slavery. It's just New Day slavery. So Corliss, do you have anything you want to say? No, I'm just, I'm, you know, a lot of things have changed because of what happened to George Floyd as far as statues being taken down and and now Juneteenth being celebrated uh, a lot last year. Uh, the new USC president, who was a white female, uh, uh, did a special program for Juneteenth. So mm. it's kind of like from the Floyd thing, a lot of stuff has opened up. And so now people are starting to learn different things. They're starting to move in different directions. There's diversity positions posted every day because of what happened to George Floyd. Um, but it was, I just found it very interesting that last year that, you know, cause I get the emails that the president of USC, uh, they had a program and she was one of the key speakers. And so, you know, it's kind of like, it's either here or there. It's like, you know, that has opened the eyes of the George Floyd opened the eyes of the world to, to police brutality and, and, and started this phenomena that now, you know, diversity, we need to be diverse. We need to check folks. I mean, you know, so, I mean, 
if, if it's not June 19th, if it is or it's not, I mean, that's what I was taught or learned, um, similar to what you were saying. And I understand there's a, it could be the 17, 18, 19, 20, 21st, and when the telegram came. But the fact that we even can call it Juneteenth and it being June 19th as it stands is, is a beautiful thing. And I'm just glad yes. that folks are taking respect over it. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's, I think that's the main thing. I mean, we can get, you know, maybe Christmas was really the 24th. Maybe it was the 26th, you know. But I mean, at least with Juneteenth, there is a respect now from people uh, that are not of color. Right. And that's what I that's what I appreciate, you know, about the whole thing. Is that right. yeah. unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, we're out of town, out of town, out of time. But I am going to ask you, Mr. Cox and Dr. Tucker is going to come back. I want all of you to come back and be a part of this discussion. We are celebrating, recognizing Juneteenth, and this will be 30 days of Juneteenth right here on Intentional Talk Radio. I'm glad that Dr. Tucker was here. And and uh, Mr. Smith, you've got to come back. And I hope you come back in the next week or so, because we have to continue the conversation. Uh, Dr. James Tucker has a magazine, The African American Voices. We're going to be talking about that. So the 30 days of Juneteenth will be very, very informative, very interesting. Please tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family members. Now, Dr. James Tucker, Mr. N.J. I'm sorry, I messed that up. Donald Cox, we've got to have you back because we want to dispel the myths. We want to be accurate about the information about Black folks because we've got to change our own narrative. We have to change the narrative. So, Donald Cox, thank you so much for being our guest this afternoon. We really appreciate you being here and we haven't even gotten started yet. So thank you for being part of this. Thank you for being a part. The first two days of 30 days of Juneteenth. It is a pleasure. It's an honor to have you here. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Dr. Tucker is on, but we're going to do this again. We're going to do this again because there's so much information out there. We have to keep it going. So thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. And I will be giving you a call because you have to come back within the next few weeks. We're going to keep this going. Thank you, Dr. Tucker, for being a part of this also. Uh, Corliss and I will be, we bid you good night. Does anybody need a ride getting out? All right. <laughs> That's a joke. Oh, I was like. Been on Zoom all for a year and a half. I know I'm feeling slow, but I was like, am I really that slow that I did not catch what you meant? <laughs> well, good night, everybody. Stay good night, everybody. Stay tuned to Intentional Talk Radio Network. We'll have some interesting information on the website and be with us every show from now until the end of June. You're going to love it. Have a good night, everyone. Be safe going home. Take care. 